listening to the Nth Cast. This is episode 49. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Dun dun That was excellent. <laughs> I feel like we need to shoot into a little white circle that's kind of yes. zooming in on you. And then blood. Ooh, so much blood. That, that's iconic. It is iconic. It's iconic character. Very much so. Played by some iconic actors. And some not so good actors. Yes. But they became iconic once they played Because Bond. of that. I, hmm. Don't you think? Chicken and the egg, maybe. Mm. We're going to get into that. <laughs> we are, for sure. And we may get into a couple other things, but we're going to talk about Bond first. Let's do it. Let's jump right in. Oh, wow. That's the quickest intro we've ever done. Well. I'm not proud of us. I, I mean, 49, 7 right. squared. Excuse me. 007, 007 squared. So many 007s. <laughs> Seven 007s. <laughs> A do- double not seven. There it is. Double hot. <laughs> du- no, double uh, on the Beverly Hillbillies. Oh, there you go. That's Jethro right. always th- said he was a double not spy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that just shows you that how much influence the character and the movies had on pop culture in general. Sure. Um, I think that uh, one of the things I wanted to do is I want to talk about Spectre. Obviously, that just came out. It did. And, um, you know, maybe go over some things that aren't widely known about the Bond franchise and the creator of Bond. Yeah, we should Uh, give information. Yeah. Education is important. There's a lot of interesting things that I really, I didn't even know or had it. Had any, I, not, well, not that I'm the James Bond biographer by any means. Maybe you want to be now. (laughs) But there's a lot of things uh, that I had no idea, and it was fascinating. Good. Fascinating. So maybe we'll go over some of those. Maybe we'll go over some trivia. Sure. Um, you know, maybe. <sighs> maybe. Maybe the first thing we need to do. Oh, you're going to get this out first? Just, I, I feel like I should. Just rip the Band-Aid off. I, I feel like I should. I feel like if I don't. I just have this cloud hanging over the top of me, and I just I, – I wouldn't feel genuine. And we don't need a cloud in here right now. And I don't want to be dishonest. That's important. Honesty and, is always the best policy. And this isn't exactly easy for me. Well, we, we, we're here for you. Because I'm like the Fonz in the sense that I have trouble saying the words so, – uh, so, so, You could do it. I, I was – you can do it. You can do it. I was wrong. You were wrong. Uh oh. What about? I'm sorry. Oh no. An apology too? <laughs> All in one? Well, I didn't get a chance to see Spectre. Oh. That's okay. You've you've been busy. Life happens sometimes. And it has. It's been It's been a hectic two weeks. It has been a way hectic two weeks. A lot of things have just it's been a storm. Sure. It's been a storm. We're okay. Family's okay. That's what's important. Job is okay now. Also, um, we're okay. Yeah. Podcast is strong. Nthcast is alive and kicking. It's going to take more than that to kill us. But it goes deeper than that. Yeah. It's not just Spectre. Oh, no. There's more. I, I feel like Morpheus. I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. I haven't watched any Bond films. 
Oh no, I've oh, seen hey. Bond. Okay, Woo-hoo. I've seen Bond galore. Oh, there you go. I haven't watched any of the Daniel Craig Bond movies. Oh goodness! So the last four, not at least a one. Yeah, not even like when they come on TBS or on. No, now. wow, no, sweet and. <laughs> So that's out there. It is out there. It's out there. It's been, you know, do with it what you will. Right. If you need to turn this off, we understand. Uh, <laughs> if you if you never want to listen again, that's fine. Mm. Uh, and please keep listening. I I think I, I think whatever you have to say about me and my character <laughs> is um valid. is warranted. <laughs> it's valid, and uh, send it my way. Yeah. Uh, just let let me know. Uh, how you feel about me. Just make uh, sure you CC me because I want to read it too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but whatever I have coming, I deserve it. I know that. Uh, I will take my medicine. Okay. Well, we appreciate your honesty. Uh, so, but let's not let that dark cloud hang over the entire conversation. Let's not. Now that we've got that out of the but way. But I felt we needed to get that out. I felt yeah. like I needed... You know, I feel so much better. You now. feel lighter. I feel lighter. Good. I feel. I feel. I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Two ton weight. I. You I, can sit up a little straighter now. I can. Good. I can. I'm smiling on the inside. Oh, good. Is what I'm doing. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> so let's not delay. Okay. Let's let you. Me. Oh, since I've seen it. <laughs> And I've seen all I've seen all the Bond films. So, so what do you think about Spectre? Because I've heard some, uh, some I've heard some negative stuff. I'm mixed on it. Okay. Um, I went into this movie thinking, just backstory. If I, I went into this movie thinking that if this is as good, at least as Skyfall, Daniel Craig is going to be my favorite James Bond, no doubt. Really? Yeah, no doubt at all. Because I really like maybe Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Not this great. is a fourth or fifth? His fourth one. Fourth. So he's four in. This is his fourth And you're one. ready to call it. Yes, absolutely. He's the best. Yes. Better than Connery. Yes. I, well, I mean, I was. Ooh. And that was... And so That's now, bold. It is bold. And now, <laughs> after seeing the movie, I'm not sure. And, mm. I, and I, maybe I'm going to convince myself as we go through this episode and I get to talk about it out loud. So Spectre was good. Do you um, normally have to talk yourself into things? No, I just need to say it out loud. In front of other people, and so that I can maybe flesh out my argument a little better. Because in my mind, my mind is a dark and mysterious place that no one needs to visit. So once it's voiced out loud, I feel like there's clarity. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And damn it, people. Doggone like it, people like me. That's right. <laughs> so I mean, it starts off right where Skyfall left off. M is dead. The original Judy Dench's character M has been killed, and so Bond. And MI6 are in the process of healing. So Judy Dench had left uh, M, excuse me, the original M, and had left Bond of a message saying, you need to kill Marco Sciara. So it starts off, and the, the beginning is a really cool scene. It's a Day of the Dead celebration in Mexico, which you mm. would have loved. Oh, yeah. It's the visual, sure. the, the, visually, this movie takes up right where Skyfall left off. It's, it's very well shot. It's gorgeous scenery. The sets are immaculate. And the I just really like all the costumes and it's beautiful people doing beautiful things. So, you know, it's just, bunch of sexy people yeah. having lots of sex, lots of, lots of sexy parties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> lots of, so it starts off with a really cool scene and it's, it's, you feel like it's a bond film from the beginning because there's a chase scene. 
bad guys with their ponytails and sunglasses and the bad guys wearing a white suit and Bond is wearing a black suit. So that's mm. a, yeah, that's a nice change. It is. So that's how the movie starts. And you're like, okay, this is going to be good. I'm good. I'm getting up with this. And then it slows down. I mean, it slows down. Bond gets suspended from MI6 indefinitely because what he did in Mexico City was not sanctioned. It was kind of off the books. Okay. And MI6 is being merged with MI5. So they're trying to say that the double O program is... is I didn't like MI5. Neither of us liked MI5. No, not at all. (laughs) Was this better than Mission Impossible 5? Oh, yeah. Light years. Light years. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> so MI6 is being merged with MI5 and British intelligence is going through a big major shakeup. And so there's another guy named C who's telling M. They've run out of numbers. Yeah. Well, no, only the double O's. Right. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, that the double O program is uh, obsolete now and that they can do everything with technology. Like we can spy on people and know what everybody's doing at all the time with this technology that I want to build. Mm. So that's kind of the premise of the movie. And then it goes into Christoph Waltz's character. He replays Blofeld, who's been, this is a fifth or sixth Blofeld. I don't remember. Uh, fifth. Fifth. And so I felt like Christoph Waltz's character was really underused because Christoph Waltz is like the master of dialogue. Ever since Inglorious Bastards, he's like, this guy, just let him talk. Yeah. Please just let him, just just let let him, him talk. He yeah. will take this character and he will do things that you have no idea are possible. So his character, I felt like was underused, but the the big thing is the specter is this criminal organization that is against Bond and Blofeld is the head of it. And so Bond finds out that specter is real and he's working to bring them down while British intelligence is not helping him because he's been suspended. They're under scrutiny from their government. So there's kind of like, Bonds out on his own with nobody to help him trying to take down this massive criminal organization, which is really a good premise for a movie, which is a great idea, like to see Bond just out there against the world on his own and only his new Bond girl to help him around. But I felt like it, it kind of missed the mark in some places and it could have been better, but I didn't not like it. You know what I'm saying? You didn't not like, okay. Right. But it wasn't like Skyfall blew me away. Like yeah. After Quantum of Solace, which was kind of a hot mess, Skyfall, I was like, yes, thank you. This is what we needed. And so, I don't know. I'm not, sh- I'm, I'm not sold on it. I enjoyed it. I think you should see it for sure. If you're a James Bond film, you should see it. If you're an action film fan, you should see it. But I don't know. I, I mean, I'm kind of mixed reviews. I'd put it right in the middle of the pack. There's Bonds that are worse than it, and there's plenty of Bonds that are better than it. Okay. So I and I didn't want to spoil too much of the plot because there's some twists in there. That, no, that's fine. That that I think you should watch it and see. No, and I appreciate I, the, that. the acting is excellent. Christoph Watts when he actually does act does a great job. Daniel Craig, I like his interpretation of Bond. He's an older Bond in this one who's maybe a little broken, especially after his mentor and mother figure M has passed away. So he's tortured soul and he finds love in this one again, which he hasn't found since quantum of solace. So it's a, it's a good movie. Well, since when does bond need love? I mean, like, well, that, that's what's different about Daniel <laughs> okay. Craig's bond is that he's not just this big woman. I mean, he does the womanizing, but he actually falls in love in two of the movies 
which I like. I think it just shows a new depth to the Bond character and makes him, I think, more human and that he can feel that emotion of love hmm. rather than just, I'm going to sleep with anybody that walks by that looks, that's above a six. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I liked it. I did. I did. I liked it. I'm not sad that I saw it, but it's not, it didn't convince me now that Craig is the best Bond and I was really hoping that it would because if it was as good as Skyfall or Quantum of Solace, it would have. Well, I know that uh, earlier today, we put a poll out on Twitter and posed the question to the masses, to the masses, to the audience, who is the better bond between Connery Mm -hmm. and Craig? Yes. And let's actually, we're going to get up to the minute update. Wow. Right now. That's the kind of. Hard-hitting news we provide on this show. Do we really? Yeah. News. That's hard-hitting news. It's news to some people. (laughs) The fact that uh, we're news is news to me. Uh, Well, so (laughs) I think you're just selling yourself short. Uh, Have you seen the size of my feet? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You're like a hobbit. You're like a hobbit. Thick. (laughs) And hairy. hairy. The canary. (laughs) All right. We have, what would you guess? What would, who, who would you guess would win? Because if it were me answering, I'd be uh, Connery by a country mile. If I would guess, I would say it'd be super close, honestly, and that probably Craig would win just because of he's the most recent one and fresh in people's minds. Well, technically, there's still 12 hours left in voting. Okay. So maybe by the time this drops tomorrow morning, you may have three minutes left to vote. Mm, so I should vote. <laughs> okay. Uh, Connery is winning 53% to Craig's 47%. Wow. And that's after 72 votes. That's, that's a significant response. That is, that is what you would refer to as too close to call. Yeah. In fact, I think that's well with – There'd be a recount. That's, uh, just about in the range for a runoff. Absolutely. It is. Isn't a runoff like a 4% differential? 4 or 5%, I think, depending on the level of election and state. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd never get into politics, but I did. I did that bring was, it up. I'm, I'm I brought not saying up the election vote thing. For. That's fine. I brought it up. But it looks like uh, Connery is still – By a nose. The favorite by a nose. Okay. And I always wonder in these type of things, how much of it is the what have you done for me lately right. factor. Craig has been the bond for the past four movies. But I think Craig has done an amazing job of resurrecting that role. Because if if he had bombed, pretty sure the Bond films would be dead. Would they they would go away because Pierce Brosnan did his damnedest to fucking to up. kill oh my God. the franchise. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think what happened for me, maybe maybe comic books is a good example where sure. you, there was a period where that's that's all I did, right? And then there was a period where I got away from it for a few years, and then I get back into it, right? right? So, I think the same can be said of a lot of TV shows, sure. Where there's just something about a series where you kind of get out of it, and then maybe you come back a year later or whatever, a year or two later, like. The Walking Dead. I was that way. 
I yeah. like I watched the first three seasons and then didn't watch four live, and then I watched four and five back to back after a year. So there's maybe a fatigue factor, sure, or there's some kind of there's just something I want to see something fresh, something new. Something about it doesn't resonate right. with you or something has soured you. Absolutely. And I, I've really been thinking about, well, why haven't I taken the time to watch any of the Craig movies? And I think what happened is after Goldeneye, yeah. I stuck in for the next three <laughs> and it just, it, they got ridiculous. What you didn't like? Die another day? No, I, I didn't. Tomorrow never dies. Those though that that three movie stretch is probably my least favorite out of all of them. Really? Never say never is never ne- never say never again is not canon, so sure. I don't count that. Okay. And the Roger Moore movies are a little. They they are silly. what they are. They are, what, <laughs> they, but they're all that way. Yes, and that's the way he played the character. Yes, absolutely, and so. I don't know. There was just something about those three that I I, I was I couldn't put my finger on sure. it, but I think I think I have now. I think it's just hey, those soured me, and I just didn't take the time to mm-hmm. check out the new one. And it sounds like I should. So I what, absolutely think so. You so the first one he did, Casino Royale, that is my favorite Bond film. Really, out of all of them. I, I, out of all of them. Every, out of all 25. Why? I feel like it's just a great movie. Not just a great Bond movie. That is a great movie. It's paced really well. The way Craig interpreted the Bond character was new, but I felt like it was right. He was, you know, he's he still was very sexy and very, wow, that sounds, sorry, but... He, he he did a good job of interpreting it. And then the plot, it starts off with this crazy parkour scene. And I like it when it starts off hitting you in the face. But unlike in Spectre, where it slows down crazy, it slows down a little bit. But there's still a lot of tension and a lot of uh, the plot really progresses. And the characters, I think, were a little better in that one. Le Chiffre was awesome. Vesper is amazing. And just the way the film went, I felt like it's a really, really like a perfect, not a perfect film, but a great film in general and the best Bond film, in my opinion. So Vesper was the Bond girl. Who played the Bond girl? Eva Green. <laughs> that, didn't, uh, that didn't hurt. Oh, that didn't hurt. Oh, I know why. Well, you know. Casino is, Royale. She's very exotic for sure. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge Eva Green fan. Do you know they call Casino Royale in France? What? Casino Royale with cheese. There it is. <laughs> but, but no, that film, because I'm with you. The, after after Die Another Day, you're like, oh my God, I don't know that I want to watch another one of these. So, and it had been four years. And that's the one with, um, what's her name? Was Halle that Halle Berry? Halle Berry, Halle Berry was the bomb? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When people tell okay. me, when people tell me yeah. that's the best Pierce Brosnan Bond, I'm like, what? You are sadly mistaken. No, Goldeneye, Goldeneye. or n- none. Yeah. But Goldeneye is not even a a great uh, Bond so I, movie. I don't even it, have it in the top ten. But well, well, hang on, let me like at all. Martin Campbell directed Casino Royale. He did. He also directed Goldeneye. He did. And I like Martin Campbell. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because 
he did the first, what was the mask of Zorro? Yes. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. And so he, he, he gets, he does action. Well, he does and big action set piece as well. And so I'm curious now the action in Casino Royale, are yeah. we talking on epic scale action? It's not as epic as you would, as you would think it's the action is the fighting is very, it feels realistic. You know, it's some of the Bond films, especially with Pierce Brosnan, had gotten to you know, like it's all gadgety. I'm gonna sit down here, lay down, and drive my car with my PSP and stuff like that. Or it wasn't like that. Or just uh, scoot into uh, Pussy Galore's headquarters right. in an alligator suit. Right. You didn't even <laughs> you didn't even see Q. I don't think in Casino Royale at all. Okay. So. But it, it, I don't know. There's something about that film. The action is as well because the fight scenes, like there's this one scene where they're they're in body worlds and they're fighting in like a huge crowded place trying to stab each other. And it's like one person will get the knife and he's trying to stab it and the other guy will block him and then try to turn it back. And then it's just like really tense. And then it goes into this crazy chase scene in the airport where Bond's driving a fuel truck trying to chase a dude from blowing up this massive airplane. It was just really, really good. Okay. So and Daniel I'll Craig, give it a, I'll give it a shot. You should. I, mean, I need to. The dialogue in that is excellent. I think Daniel Craig is better at dialogue than a lot of the Bonds are, and he just comes off better the way he talks. And I don't know. I just really like him as James Bond. Well, Sean Connery is my favorite Bond by far. Sure. Well, out of the ones you've seen, that's a landslide victory. That's, that's not even close. That, that's fair. And maybe it's wrong for me to sit here and say that without having seen one of the Craig movies. I don't have that context sure. to do that comparison. Now, I will say that Daniel Craig is an excellent actor. I've heard that he may not do any more. He may not. He was not real happy at the end of this one. In some of his interviews, he's like, I would rather kill myself than play James Bond again. So that sounds pretty final. Well, I mean, he, I think he had a really brutal shoot and it, it's got to be taxing on you to shoot a Bond film because of all the action and the scenes that you're doing. And I mean, I know he's not doing all the stunts, but that's got to be brutal to shoot that kind of action film. And it, you know, he's getting up there in age. He's playing an older broken down Bond because maybe he's a little older and broken down than he was when he started. Not as old and broken down as Connery was in Never Say Never Again. 57? Which, again, not canon. Right. Well, Roger Moore, how old was he in the last one? He was in his 50s too, right? Yeah. That's true. Some 50-year-olds just age well, like a fine wine. Well, I think I need to at least give Casino Royale a look. Don't watch watch it on TV because it'd take four hours because of all the commercials. Just Mm. rent it. Okay. Like for I sure. will do that. Yeah, I will do but it's that. worth seeing. I and I think I think if you give that one a shot, you'll want to see the other Craig movies. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So why do you think Bond is as popular as he is? I don't know, and I've tried to think about this because <laughs> because I knew you'd ask me because he's he's not realistic in any at way. all. There's nothing realistic about James You mean Bond. you're not as good as the ladies as he is? Oh, Bond wishes he was as good as me. <laughs> but like, I just, it's the beard. If Bond had a beard, he would be me. The, the, would he? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> That's not true at all. 
And you know that's not true. I, I don't know. I think it's it's a fun fantasy. And women like him because he just oozes, oozes this. It's I think it's a thing. Women want to sleep with him. Men want to be him because it's like a fantasy thing. Because he's a man's man. Yeah, he's a, he's a man's man. You know, he can go, he can kill you with his bare hands, and then he can go and wreck shop on any chick walking through the train that he's on at the moment. You know, and they'd be like, "Hi, I'm James Bond," and they'll basically fall into his arms. And who does? Who wouldn't want that? As a man, you know what I'm saying? Well, I, I too put some thought into it, not too much. Did you give a bet? Did you come up with anything? Because I really couldn't. Well, the, the really, the only thing that I can come up with is the concept of he is confident. Oh, yeah. And Always. I think people are attracted to that. And I think that's why women would be attracted to that. I mean, if you look at it from our standards today, I don't, could, could you get away with the bond of old? No. Uh, and to, by today's standards in this, uh, from a, you know, I think you'd have, well, he would be very misogynistic. He would be, the feminist would have a field day. So I think Dan, I, I think you're right about your assessment of Daniel Craig. And I think the updating of the character necessary was necessary. Um, I don't think it would work quite as well, but the old movies are just can't be fun. And his character is just one of suave and debonair, but it's fun to fantasize that as a guy, you read that and who, why wouldn't you want to be bond? Sure. You know, and why wouldn't you want to be with Bond? If because woman, he's yeah. confident, you know? Yeah. And I think I think that's the attractiveness of that. And the cool gadgets, the cool cars. Um, sure. So. I mean, I'm, that's a fair point. I've never sat down to, like, try to do a, a full psych analysis. I mean, that would be hard. Cause he's, he's such, my degree is not in that. Yeah, he's got he's got his walls up all the time. <laughs> he he does. doesn't he doesn't let anyone in, so he you could never psychoanalyze him. Mm. You never could. But that that makes sense. We, women are attracted to confidence, and men probably want to be more confident. So, so maybe that's the lesson you take away here is maybe if you just were a little more confident, yeah, in your abilities. Oh, I'm perfectly confident they would abilities. be throwing it at you out <laughs> out the bottom of both pant legs so much scattered just, ass just scattered <laughs> ass everywhere <laughs> so you've already is that your final answer on your favorite bond film casino royale yeah absolutely yeah mm-hmm. and i've seen them all more than once so don't yeah that's my final answer i think for me Old school, obviously, is the way to go. Mm-hmm. I, for me, it's a toss-up between Dr. No and Goldfinger. Sure. And a lot of that's just nostalgia of when I saw those for the first time. And, you know, it spoke to me as that that that's, that inner child, yeah. right, as a boy. And it was this cool. Yeah. It was this cool. He was this cool. He was this cool to see. Uh, he was doing cool things. Sure. He was getting cool ladies. Yeah, he was. And, uh, so those, you know, the original Dr. No, the very first one holds a special place in my heart mm-hmm. just because it's the introduction on film. Is that the first one you saw? I don't know if that's the first one I saw. The first one that I remember I'm seeing. I'm going to say no. Yeah. 
but they used to play them on TV a lot more than they do now. Yeah, I mean, I never look to see if they're on, but I remember the first one I ever saw was Goldfinger, and that's my second favorite Bond film. Well, the the, the image, oh, I remember. I remember watching these things as a young, yeah, the young girl, lad. The girl, just, all gold? All gold. Yeah. Oh, that just, that just felt, it felt, well, well, beyond it feeling tingly, yeah. Well, the, it's like, ooh, I'm not supposed to be seeing this, the am I? Bond this girl's is... name in that one is Pussy Galore. I mean, oh. that had, yeah, you know, that's some questions that my parents didn't want to answer I, when you're ten year old boy. I must be dreaming. My, pussy Galore. <laughs> I think I know what Pussy Galore means, but I think, am, am I right? I, I mean, is 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 this a double entendre that's very <laughs> obvious? And I'm just in their full. Fo- and yes, all those films are rife. With double entendres. Yes, and they, they're not in the new ones. They're not at well, all. Well, now you're not selling me. Oh, come on. <laughs> Eva Green's in it. Well, I'm going to look at that one. There you go. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And I may or may not watch it with my wife. Yeah, Spectre has Monica Bellucci, the oldest Bond girl. What? She's the oldest Bond girl. 51. Oh, man. She can be 51. All, all over, over you. All over <laughs> Absolutely. Not all she over can. me. Oh, she can be 51 I'm all over me. spoken for. Yes, you are. No, she does she, And that's another thing that I... She was really underused in this. She, I, like, she had like a 15-minute cameo. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It is not enough. We need more of her. <laughs> more, please. More, more. But I mean, Leah Sadu is... I, I never really heard of her before, but she's the, also the Bond girl in this one. And she is... She's very attractive. Like, there's a scene where she's on the train, and she like they're just meeting for dinner on the train. So of mm. course they have to dress up. Pip pip. Chill. And, and she goes, "You shouldn't stare, Mister mm. Bond." And he goes, "Well, you shouldn't dress like that," which is absolutely true. Yeah, absolutely. Because you yeah. should. You never should have worn that what? dress. If you don't want me to <laughs> stare, don't wear that, woman. This is your fault. <laughs> this is not my fault. I'm going to stare. Oh, we've it's just a, I'm a, lost I, so many listeners. Why? I don't know. I'm just, anyone that listens to us is completely okay. You're with that. moving artwork. I mean, that's what I would have said. Yes, just moving artwork. How can I not stare? It's like looking at a Leonardo da Vinci painting. Mm, you're begging me to right. opine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna stare until <laughs> I stare you back into my bedroom. That's <laughs> what he was basically saying. Yes. So. I feel like there's one bond that we haven't mentioned at all that I feel like we should. Oh, really? That's my third favorite Bond film. Well, what's your second favorite Bond film? Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Okay. Yes. All right. I can respect that. Thank That's you. That's a good one. Because the villain is awesome. Yeah. And there's so many good quotable lines from yeah. that. I want you to die. And is that not the one where he was about to get his nuts scorched yes, by the laser? Yes, it is. That's, yes, an icon- it is. That's an iconic scene. It is. From what I understand, there was a guy underneath the table, which was made of lead. Hopefully. With an acetylene torch going Just from the bottom sh- up. Right. Well, well, think about that. When it was filmed, you're not going to – they didn't have digital effects. No. no. Practical effects. It's all practical. It's got to be real. So you can uh, you can use a, a beam of light to uh, simulate a laser. Sure. But how is that laser then going to, to – Superheat something. Superheat and, 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 and cut through said lead table. Not it's easy. Not. No. So they had a guy underneath with a settling torch going 
up toward Connery's crotch. And Connery's like, do we have an ambulance on standby? Well, uh, I haven't had kids yet. From what so. I read, they, he, he looks, the acting in that may have been real, a little more real. Yeah, it wasn't than, acting. This, was, this is real. <laughs> uh, then they let on because the guy underneath had to really be listening for his cues because he couldn't see and paying attention. Cause can't he see through lead. No, you can't see. He's not even Ooh. if he, Hey, even if he was Superman, he, wow. he can't see through lead. What color underwear am I wearing? Uh, I think your planner's made out of lead. Figure <laughs> <laughs> I'd throw that out there. For <laughs> he said he stopped. Uh, he had to listen for a particular cue, which was a particular line. And was he it stopped. stop? No. Because that should have been the word. Enough. Stop. Well, Cease. At some point, you, you, well, he couldn't look down. Connery couldn't look down. You could probably feel the heat, though. Oh, I'm sure he could. But oh. it stopped like three inches short is is what I read. Oh, we'll see. And that's. That would have been zero short for me. So. <laughs> just throw that out there once you get to about right. the knee that's <laughs> right you're too far right yeah. you're too far ow I, I spent a lot of money on tape <laughs> I spent a lot of money on tape uh i have trouble <laughs> buying shoes why because they only come in pairs that's right that's right i wear baggy pants every day for a reason so okay, what's your so second what, favorite Bond film then? Is uh, it, you said Doctor No well, Goldfinger one, Doctor No Gold, Goldfinger, or maybe uh, one and two for cool. me. Uh, honestly, ready. I never, re- I, I didn't put a lot of thought into anything beyond those because. Oh, then I'm ready I, for your judgment. I, like I said, I like Goldeneye. Yeah, but, but you, you can't put that in the and and having not seen the Craig movies, sure. to me. N- it's all going to be it's all going to be anything with Connery. Sure, I, I, I'm Would I'm going to I'm going to be biased that way. All six of his above all the other ones. Even uh, Diamonds Are Forever because that was a shit. That story. one wasn't. Yeah, that one wasn't that great. Yeah. Well, well here here here's my number three. I did like I, I did like Jaws. So that's the uh, the spy who loved me. Yeah, I liked I liked him as a character. I don't know if I necessarily liked those movies, but I, I thought he was a great villain. Spy who loved me. I he was terrifying. He's the best. Terrifying. That's the best more Bond for sure. Terrifying. Spy who loved me. Yeah. Terrifying. I mean, he's seven two. Terrifying. With teeth. I mean, dude eats sharks. Terrifying. Agreed. I just remember. I mean, I look back to my childhood and seeing those movies and the things that come to mind are the first thing that pops to mind is the 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 gold painted girl sure. from Goldfinger and then Jaws. Yeah. Those are the 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 top two things sure. that I remember. Hmm. All right, well here's my number 3 and I'm ready for your judgment. Oh, here we go. It's the name of the movie is On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Really? Yeah. What mm. You have got to watch it again. Why? Have you had when's the last time you saw it? Oh, it's, it's probably, probably been 20 years. It probably. Act, or maybe more. <laughs> I don't know. I rewatched it like two or three years ago, and I was like, this is actually really good. I think George Lazenby did a really good job as Bond. I can't put him as my top anything Bond. Now people have turned the no, podcast No, they need off. to give it a shot. It's really <laughs> a good film, and I think he does an excellent job of playing Bond because it was not Sean Connery. 
It was like they couldn't have anybody that was even close to Sean Connery, so they went the other way. And I mean, sure, he was a male model, so it's like Zoolander or whatever, which is shit. And if anybody sees Zoolander, you ready? You ready for Zoolander two? No. If you tell me that we saw that movie, we are no longer friends. (laughs) I've only ever walked out of the theater on one movie ever, and it was Zoolander one. So, so are you telling me we're not going to do a Zoolander retrospective? Shit, no. But that movie is actually really, really good. And one of the reasons I feel like Lazenby does it more like Daniel Craig does, which is maybe why I like it. Hmm. And I feel like if you like the Craig films, if you a went more back, straight, yeah, if you went back and watched that movie, you would have a much better appreciation. For, I think it was kind of ahead of its time. Like hmm. it, it was different than the Connery films, not nearly as campy as Roger Moore and Timothy Dalton and and Pierce Brosnan. I don't think do a good job in any of them. So Lazenby, I think, is up you, there. You didn't like Goldeneye? I, the only thing I like about Goldeneye is the video game. Oh, that was a stellar video game. I, yeah, I still play that now. You should, because yeah. that, and it holds up. It does hold up. I mean, the, the graphics in the faces are shitty. It's very, so, very pixelated. So what? But that's every game on the Nintendo 64. It, yeah, but it's not about, what is why is that always? It doesn't have to be about graphics. No. It's about playability. Playability, proximity mines. Oh, golden gun. The scope action. Yeah. Oh gosh. Rocket launcher. Let me just zoom in here real quick. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Slappers <laughs> throwing knives. Throwing knives only in the cave. We used to play that all the time, all the time. So I didn't really like the film. I mean, it's not in my top ten at all. But the video game is one of my favorite video games ever. But you should really absolutely check out On Her Majesty's Secret Service again. Unpopular opinion. I'm aware. But okay. that's it's, why you listen to this. That's why you listen to this show. It's for our unpopular opinions. Well, did you know that Lazenby... Okay, so Connery didn't come back. So Lazenby was the second guy. Yeah. Did you know that he was offered a seven picture deal and he turned it down? Yes. He said he hated filming it. He said it was just miserable, right? Yeah. And so they wanted him to come back after that. And I think they offered him a million dollars to play Bond. Wow. And he turned it down. Why? I don't I don't know. Oh, I remember I what I read was is that since he didn't have a lot of acting experience, he felt like they didn't treat him like a normal person. He felt kind of like a puppet. Like you do this, do this, do this exactly. Like I'm telling you how to do it, hmm. which would be frustrating. Like I'm the one playing the character. Let me do it my way. No, 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 no. You don't have enough acting. So that, yeah. And then after that, I know you didn't go any farther. I'm going to keep going from Russia with love, which is Sean Connery. Really love that movie. That one is a good one. And then skyfall is my number five. Okay. So I've got you two. and your damn list. Well, that's, uh, that's how I, that's how I figure things. <laughs> that's out. how I think I'm an accountant. We do lists. <laughs> that's what we do all day. So I've got two, two Connery and two, uh, Craig in the top five. I can respect that, but they average and out. You got that Lazenby right in the middle of the sandwich. But if you average all three of them out, they all average out to three. So one in five, two and four, and then three. Oh, so it doesn't, doesn't help me. <laughs> it doesn't help me. It's not a contest. It is a contest. Is it? Well, there's got to be numbers. We have to have factual evidence as to which one is better. 
Well, I think you're better than me Why? because you've seen all of them. Not, maybe it just means I have a sadder <laughs> life than you. Probably. Yeah. Well, probably. Mean, that's true. Apparently. Apparently. Oh, no. JFK asked Ian Fleming how he could defeat Fidel Castro. Really? That is the word on the curb. Well, wasn't he in, he was a, in the Navy, right? Ian Fleming? Yes. Am I, am I making that up? He was a military man. Oh, good for me. Yes, he was a military man. Was it the Navy? Uh, it, mm. I'm sorry. Just That's mil- okay. Military. Just go with military. Yes. So and JFK. His father was what? Yes, JFK. So JFK was a fan of his novels. And he met with Fleming. I think they. it was at a dinner party. It was in the early 60s. Apparently, Fleming gave Kennedy this bizarre plot that Castro's beard attracted radiation. <laughs> what? And so if they could convince him that the, his beard was now radioactive, it, he would Castro would shave off his beard, and thus it would totally destroy his mojo. The beard. Well, it's true. Beards do give you some mojo. We're we're well aware. If we were to lose our beards, this podcast would go to hell and a hand. This podcast would die. It would die. We would die. It would die. It'd be like cutting Samson's hair. That's right. We lose all our strength. Well, yeah, we would. all of our casting mojo. Yeah, yeah. We no longer cast. <laughs> We'd be castrated. I thought that was. That, that is. Was, I thought that what? was interesting. How on earth did he convince that our shit's president? Hey, that shit's radioactive, yo. There is a action star, okay, which is a stretch. There's an actor <laughs> from the 80s who first appear his first appearance in film was a view to kill. It was his first on-screen appearance. 80s action star. A View to Kill. Wasn't that, that's Roger Moore's It was last a non-speaking one. role. Oh my God. I have no idea. A 80s action star? He was a hired goon. Dolph Lundgren. That's totally a random ass guess. That's the answer. Was it really? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> that's dumb. Did you really know? Did you just- I had no idea. That was just a random ass 80s. guess. When you said when you said that's a loose, a loose term, I was like, oh, can't who, be who can I think of? Right. That was an 80s action star. What a lucky guess. Sorry. It is a lucky guess. Wow. Mm. I'm going to I'm gonna sit a little taller now. <laughs> Come at me. Come at me, bro. <laughs> uh, Bond was in the military. Okay. Right? Sure. You don't remember? Air Force, right? Well, I don't have my question done yet. Okay. Let's respect the exercise. Sorry. Let me ask the question. I'm nervous. I get nervous when you ask me trivia. You're sweating a little bit. Well, it's hot in here. It is very hot in here. Yeah. It's a lot of hot air coming out. That's the truth. What branch of the military did Bond serve and what was his rank? I'm going to stick with Air Force because that was the first thing that came to mind. You would be wrong. Okay. What is it? It's commander in in the Royal Navy. He was in the Navy? Yes. Oh, okay. In the Navy. You go, wow. You could sail the seven seas. Well, one for, one for two. We've talked a lot about Goldeneye. Wow. But Goldeneye is a real place. Sounds dirty. It wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> but I really took it to old Goldeneye. <laughs> right. 
Ugh. No, it was uh, it was it was the name. I'm I'm just gonna tell you, oh, okay? Because you're never gonna get it. Probably not. It was the name of the winter home in Jamaica. Of what Ian Fleming went to? He called it Goldeneye. It no, he didn't call it. that. Was the name of it? It's like a town. No, that was the name of the home. Really? You know, like on old, like yeah, you name your estates. Estates, yes, absolutely. Like and Mount most, Vernon. Most of the Bond novels were written there at Goldeneye in really? Jamaica. Hmm. It's kind of cool if you think about that it. That is kind of cool. I wish I had a vacation home in Jamaica. I'd call it something awesome like that too. Speaking of Spectre, okay. And you're looking at your computer. I'm thinking. I'm not. I'm, Are you? I'm not Googling. I don't have anything. Well, you pulled. got Dolph Lundgren, right? That was a wild it's- ass guess. <laughs> I'm going to break you. <laughs> what does Spectre stand for? Shit. Special people eat cows to rid Earth of animals. No. Yeah, that's not even close. Is no, it? it's not even close. And technically, when I tell you this, it's it, it stands for the way that it stands for something is irritating to me, and I'll explain why. Oh, is it not an anagram? Not exactly. Okay, and that's what irritates me. It's special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. So special, special. The SP, SP. comes from, and that's irritating. that's bullshit. It, exactly, it's bullshit. It's irritating to me. Mm. So uh, that that's like mm. I call that that's foul. like shield. I call that foul. <laughs> There's no way I could have ever gotten that. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Wow. Um, I'm just gonna go with the fact that I got one right. So, which of the Bond oh, films shit. was remade? You pr- if you don't know the answer, Thunderball. To <laughs> Damn it! Let me get the okay. respect. <laughs> oh, sorry. The exercise. I told you it gets nervous when you. Oh my god. Okay, go ahead. Which Bond film was? <laughs> which Bond film was remade as Never Say Never Again? Thunderball. Huh. How about that? <laughs> that one I knew. I'm just lobbing up softballs. That, sure. No, I don't feel like a normal person would have known that because that's not a that's a non-canon film. That's a non-eon film. Now, we know that there have been actors that have played Bond multiple times. Sure. We know that there were directors that have directed more than one Bond movie. In fact, I think the last episode we talked about, Sam Mendes directed the last two. Skyfall and Inspector. And I think I, I couldn't, off the top of my head, think of anyone else that directed more than one, and that's not true. There's been Martin Campbell directed Casino Royale mm-hmm. and Goldeneye, and then there are a lot of other examples. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to take your question. I'm respecting the exercise. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm giving you a lot of backstory on this okay. one. Point is, there are people, filmmakers and actors that have done Bond movies multiple times. True. But one actress has portrayed two different Bond girls. Who is she and what two movies did she appear in? I have no idea. My answer is Maude Adams. Okay. She played the girlfriend in Man with a Golden Gun and also was a female lead in Octopussy. 
Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Man with the Golden Gun. All right. Those are both Roger Moore ones. So yeah. she was in two Roger Moore ones? That is correct. Good for her. She was Octopussy? Yes. What a great name. Mm. Who's your favorite Bond girl? My favorite Bond we girl? We didn't do that yet, did we? No, we haven't. Do you want to do that? Sure. <sighs> You're not going to like it. Uh, Eva Green? Uh, she's number two. <laughs> she's number two. Uh, Honey Rider is my number one. Really? Yeah, from Dr. No. Uh, that's my number one. Yeah. Okay. You know why? Because her coming up in that white bikini, out of that water in the white bikini is special. When every, you, <laughs> when you see that as a nine year old boy, I, you, oh. you're like, what? What is? What is happening to me? I came alive, right? Why are my pants so much tighter? <laughs> All of a sudden. No, absolutely. Yes. No. She, absolutely. I agree. One hundred percent. Okay. Thousand percent. Okay. Honey Rider's number one. What do you mean I'm not going to like that? Oh, I figured you would say something stupid like Pussy Galore. I mean, I like Pussy I, Galore. Oh, I, I do mean, too. I'm a fan of Pussy Galore. Whenever I, I'm, I'm you know? a fan of just every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but Galore is better. <laughs> but gl- oh. yeah. Put the bring me the Galore. The Galore, the merrier. That's right. <laughs> so and then. I really like Tracy Bond. Uh-huh. Yeah, from which movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From I which movie? I don't remember. She's from uh, On Her Majesty's Secret You had Service. to look, too. Uh, I, uh, on Her Asshole. Majesty's Secret Service. That one. Lazenby. Lazenby. It's been 20 years. That was his wife. Tracy Bond. Speaking of which. She's good. And then Pussy Galore is good. Was Bond ever married? Yeah. He married Tracy Bond. Teresa DiVincenzo. And how long did that marriage last? Oh, minutes. <laughs> <laughs> did they even consummate? Well, they had previously. I mean, they were oh. consummated as husband and wife. But Pre- they, but is they, that a thing? They had carnal knowledge of each other. <laughs> but it was unlawful carnal knowledge. <laughs> it's, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> Can you have pre pre preemptive, not preemptive. Preemptive consummation? Yeah, <laughs> preemptive. <laughs> wow. I think preemptive consummation has been preempted. Right, we've preempted consummation. for this. We're, we're technically married now because we've consummated <laughs> preemptively. Mm, it's like consummated soup. <laughs> <laughs> mm, it's very viscous. Mm. Excuse me. Yeah, so I feel like we need to move on. Well, you don't want to talk about any more Bond girls. No, no, let's do that. Well, as I pass out, as you pass out, uh, Jill Masterson. Mm. From uh, Goldfinger, that is a good one. Big fan. So, and then Pussy Galore, I like, and Mary. I just like their names. Mary Goodnight. That's a good name. Zinnia on a top. On a top. Come on, can we be more obvious? (laughs) Can we be more Pussy Galore? Let's 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 just let's just let's just be who we are. And then I really like. uh, I I told you I'm not a big fan of Goldeneye, but. Simonova, Natalia. I think she did a really good job in that movie as mm-hmm. a Bond girl. She was a, she was a little atypical for a Bond girl. She was very self-reliant and capable on her own. She's a pain in the ass in the video game because she dies so easy that the protection missions of her, you're like, would you just stay here while I go kill everybody and I'll come back and get you? Carl, just stay in the house. Right. Carl. Carl. Favorite Bond villain. Have we done that yet? We haven't. You said What's Jaws. Your- Oh, Jaws gave me nightmares. Jaws, mm-hmm. he's good. I really like Odd Job. 
Yes. You can't go wrong with Adam. You know, hey. Iconic. Should, I'm just going to throw my hat and cut the head off this marble statue. <laughs> like, huh, how did that little itty-bitty rim go all the way Wait, through right. that 15-inch neck? No. How did that happen? <laughs> um, He's not really terrifying, but I really like Nick knack <laughs> I just I don't know why. Hey, boss, the plane. <laughs> and, then, and then to get rid of him, he just puts him in a suitcase. Yeah. I just lost my shit when that happened. I was like, what? There it is. Um, Red Grant from, uh, what is he from? From Russia with Love, I think. Um, that sounds right. Uh, he was uh, a really good, he's the Spectre assassin, like the, the one that Bautista plays in this movie. He's kind of the same thing. Cause they, wait, wait a minute. Bautista is in Spectre? He is. Oh my God. Why did I not go? Uh, he doesn't say a word the whole movie. His name is Mr. Hinks. He shouldn't say a word. No. Uh, I think the one, I think he says cute. Because they tie something around his neck and throw him off a train. He goes, cute. And that's all. But uh, I read Grant, that scene where they're fighting on the train in From Russia with Love. You're like, that's really a good scene. That's the first fight scene in Bond. I remember being like, okay, I get this guy. He makes sense to me. So I think he's a good villain. Um, who else? The one, Christopher Walken. The blonde Christopher Walken was a, a Zorin. A view to a kill, yeah. which is grammatically incorrect. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Well, yeah. A view to a kill. What? What? And actually, it's taken from a line in the movie by two separate characters. Right. Which ones? I think it's Walken and... Max Zorin is his name in the is movie. It, it was a scene with Walken and jo- Grace Jones? Yeah. Where one of them says a view and the other one says to a kill. Right. Mayday. Grace Jones' name in that movie is Mayday. She's terrifying. Isn't she's she? She's terrifying. Like, like, she's what I, when you think of Amazons, like, that just kill dudes, mm-hmm. that's who I picture. I'm like, that's got to be what they look like. I, I mean, Conan the Destroyer. She could hang with him. Oh, yeah. She's just terrifying. Yeah, agreed. So, anything she did was terrifying. But I mean, and then it's those eyes. Mm. We haven't mentioned Blofeld, who is kind of like the big anti-villain. I, I think most people would say that he is the top sure. villain for obvious reasons. But I don't think he he's, appears the most. He's not the most creative, like Jaws and Odd Jaws. No, that's a cool. Those no. are just cool villains. No, and he's not as uh, charismatic as Goldfinger. No, and I think that's I think what hurts him. Yeah. Is that Goldfinger? Like, if he was like Goldfinger, he'd be so much cooler. Uh, Laser, yes, and but of course, that's where the, the character Doctor Evil, yes, gets all of his inspiration from. And I want to say some people, even prior to the Austin Powers movies, referred to him as Doctor Evil, Evil. Hmm. incorrectly, of course, very much so. But uh, I think he's probably the most iconic. Not sure. iconic. Well, I mean, he's the only recognizable. One that, he's been played by five different people yeah, now, too. Oh, and maybe it's only by virtue of the fact that he's been the main villain in so many. Right. So. So he's pretty much every generation. He's been a bad guy for every generation of Bond. Agreed. So, but I mean, there's been some good villains and some shitty villains. The All the Pierce Brosnan villains, you're like, oh, my God. This dude can't feel pain. 
but he gets killed by feeling emotion. How ironical. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. But that, you know, it's, it's a franchise that's standing the test of time. It's the third highest grossing franchise film of all time. I mean, Spectre is number 24. If we don't count, never say never again, which I don't No, That's 24 films, 24 films featuring the same character. Now they're not all going to be gems. And and it's the bond movies. I think parallel our podcast. There's some good ones. There's a lot of good ones. There's a handful of great ones. And then there's some that are just downright shitty. Sure. And filler. Yes. And so hopefully, yeah, I mean, we're aware. We're self-aware <laughs> of this, people. I couldn't finish that with a straight face. <laughs> I mean, it's a, when we put out a filler episode, we immediately know it's a filler episode. Oh, yeah. We, we just, know it while we're doing it. We just need, y'all, we know y'all want to hear our voices. And you want to hear something from us. So we're doing it for you. You're welcome. And that's enough out of you. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. let's put Bond to rest. Okay. I think we beat that horse. Right. In the end. Go see Spectre. If you haven't seen the Craig films, give them a shot. And I will. I will start with Casino Royale, and I'll get back to you on what I thought about it. Thank you. In the meantime. Uh Uh-oh. What are we doing now? What you've been watching. What you've been looking at. Oh, Other than Spectre. Other than Spectre. There's been a lot of TV. There's been a lot of premieres. There has been a lot of premieres. I've watched a lot of the new fall shows, actually. None of them are of the caliber where I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch another episode of this. Like, I watched first Quantico. Meh, whatever. Sexy people. Great. Seeing this. Has that even been picked up? Is that something uh, got canceled? They're going to finish the season, I think. Oh, I'm thinking of Blood Money. No. Yeah. Uh, blood and Oil. Blood and Oil. <laughs> Fuck. No, no. Whatever. I'm trying not to use whatever. I don't even I'm trying to edit myself, but fuck that. <laughs> it's awful. Um been watching a lot of season six of The Walking Dead. Of course. Which I enjoy. And also my Walking Dead Compendium Three just came in. Ooh. So I've been reading that a lot. Mm, you gotta get caught up. I do gotta get caught. I mean I've read them all, but uh I I wanted the compendium. I, I wanna read them all in one Bound book. Right. It's it's nice. <laughs> like when I, you know, those things are so heavy though. When you go to the restroom cool. though, when you're taking a deuce or, and you know, you, you, you don't want to bring in five comic books. No. Just bring in a compendium. There you go. You know, cause that, depending on what you Please have. Please tell me you're not ripping through that whole thing. Oh no, 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 no. Because you need to go get checked. I mean, it depends on what Some, I had for breakfast. Something's not working right. So, and then I've also been reading, rereading Leviathan Wakes. Which the movie, the show on Sci-Fi, The Expanse. Oh, that's the that. Yes, that's right. I forgot. That's what the name yeah, of it called, was. And if you haven't read that, it's actually really, really good. It's one of the most well thought out space travel books that I've read in a long time because they even talk about it. They're like, we built our spaceships for function because you're in space. You don't need to be slick. You don't need to be sleek. We need functionality. So it's like we live in a big giant box that's a skyscraper basically on its side. And we go through space and we accelerate and then we decelerate. And that's it. And then we. No, box is fine. I mean, there's no. No. It doesn't need to be aerodynamic. No. Mm-mm. It just needs. It serves its purpose. But the plot of that. It makes me really excited for the sci-fi series. Which starts next month. Yeah. In December. I, if I remember correctly. So, and I've seen all the previews for that and it looks good. 
Um, but it, there's a weird conspiracy going on where the outer rim people who are physiologically different than the inner belt people from Mars, Earth, and Venus, um, because they're so far away from gravity, so their physiology, physiology has changed. Over time yeah, they're because- taller, they're skinnier, they mm-hmm. don't have as much muscle mass. It looks really good, but there's there's a conspiracy happening to start a war between the inner planets and the outer planets. Mm-hmm. And it's really well written, and the characters are fleshed out really, really well, and you you get little bits and pieces of the conspiracy along the way. And it's enough to keep you interested and be like, what's going on? Maybe it's this, maybe it's this. And it keeps you guessing the whole time. So it's actually a really good book. And if you haven't read it, you know, you can get it, you know, digital form on Kindle. And that's the way I read it. Yeah. It's not in mass uh, paperback. I don't think so. If I, if I remember correctly, it's only in trade paperback. Right. So I think the digital version would be cheaper because I think the trade paperback is about seventeen, eighteen dollars. I think you can get the digital version for about nine. Nine ninety nine, yeah. Yeah. And that's James Corey. Or you can go to the library, check yeah. it out for free. Right. James Corey though. I I mean, I really enjoyed it and I'm rereading it because of the sci fi series. Because I hadn't read it in a while. James Corey is the uh that's actually a pen name for yes. two authors, right? Yes. I don't remember their names, but I need to check that out because I'm anxious for that show as well. Oh, really? Yeah, it's. I think it looks good. And um, Thomas Jane. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> and he's got a a weird haircut, a la uh, Gary Oldman in The Fifth Element. Kind of a weird, uh, maybe not as extreme. It's kind of like long on top. Gary Oldman. Long on top. You know what I like? That's killer. Exactly. Killer. That and that's ooh because the killer. He'd ask about a red button. We're gonna. I think that seals the deal. We're going to have to rewatch Fifth Element and do a retrospective on that. Okay. At some point. Because it's got Mila Jovovich in it. Oh, it's... I think it's an an excellent movie that a lot of people dismissed. I feel like we need to cosplay that. Yeah. that out there. Okay. Sure. Okay. What else have you been watching? (laughs) What else? Uh, Into the Badlands. Came out this week. Yeah. So I watched that too. I was super hyped about it. Oh gosh. Those previews made it look like it was going to be the bee's knees. I mean, they showed you the fight in the woods where he puts his sword down and then proceeds to beat the shit out of about out 10 of people. Everybody. Breaking bones, flipping around. And you're like, yes, we've needed a series like this on TV because you need some of that high flying martial arts with wires and yes. shit like that. Yes. Every now and then that's cool. We watch enough practical where they pound and punch each other in the face. Let's see some cool acrobatic martial arts. So what do you think? Or should you, should you want to hear my opinion? I want to hear your opinion. I feel like I've been talking a lot. <laughs> you have been. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, not okay. really. Never say you're sorry. I uh, To quote Morgan, never say you're sorry. <laughs> yes. I I wasn't impressed. At all? Let me sorry. quantify that. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a chance to speak. I wasn't I, – I loved the action and the fight scenes, but – they were trying to sm- just jam so much in to the pilot that there wasn't a ton of character development, which I felt like if they kind of strung it out a little bit and helped me learn some things about some of the main characters that I would maybe care a little bit more, 
I don't know. I just felt like they were trying to tell too much story in the, in the first hour. And it just was a hodgepodge of a bunch of different things. And you got a bunch of things thrown at me and I don't really understand what's going on. And I'm not sure I care. They but introduced I, like 10 stories. You're very good. But, but that said, I will give the second and maybe the third episode a chance based on the strong visuals and the action. And I think what is the overall potential the opening scene I thought was great. Just a motorcycle flying down this road yeah. through a field of poppies. Red poppies, yeah. That was visually striking. And I love, I, I thought that was great. But I'm not completely sold on the main character. I don't know. Sonny? Yeah. I just. Uh, Daniel Wu is never, he's never convinced me as a lead. And maybe that's the thing. It just, there's just not. And there's some other elements there. That felt a little out of place. Yeah. The magic? Is that what you're talking about? The magic? Yeah. I was if that's cool what it, you want to call I that. was cool with it until that scene where he caught the mirror or whatever and then threw it back in that dude's eyeball. I was like, oh, we're not going to do this, are we? Really? So. But I mean, what's Martin Saskas or whatever his name is uh, as Quinn? He's one of my favorite like hmm. bad guy actors. And I think he is going to do great, but I agree with you. I feel like the pilot fell into the pilot trap where they're like, we have to convince the executives to pick this up. Right. So we're going to throw everything in this pilot. Kitchen sink it. Yeah. And maybe I'm hoping that in episode two, like episode one, not the pilot, that they'll slow it down and actually start introducing the characters and do it like hey, th- an episode about this character, an episode about this character and a storyline instead of here's all 10 stories and all 300 characters. Yeah. I felt like they could have slowed it down, but yeah, I agree. It's beautiful. It was a very pretty show. And I think in the action, the where they fought in the rain. Good, good, good stuff. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. But I need to have, I need to have that context for it to really resonate. Sure. I, I mean, I love a good action sequence. But, but it's got to have purpose. But at some point, yeah, it has to have purpose. I mean, it only goes so far. Sure. I mean, give me one badass action scene. I don't know who the people are. I could appreciate it for what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to keep throwing those things at my, my way, I need to care. Right. You know? And... So, because we don't just want to be mindless savages just killing people for to kill people. So, I'm willing to give it a couple more good looks to see where it goes before I make a decision as to whether or not I watch anymore. Right. What about you? What have you been watching? But what I am hooked on Uh-oh. is Ash versus Evil Dead. There it is. Oh, man. But, you know, I'm a Bruce Campbell fan. A little bit. And to the King, baby. I am. Oh, gosh. I'm a fan of. The Evil Dead movies. Sure. And, you know, they're all different. Yeah. Evil Dead, the first one. I think there's the most random differences in that series. Like, well, from the first one to the last well, one. Well, you're the like, fir- what the, well, the first one is straight up horror. Yeah, absolutely. The second one is somewhere in between. It, horrific, but you, you add the goofy elements. And then Army of Darkness is not scary at all. No. It's just That's, can't be fun. It's pillow talk. It's good. It's pillow talk, baby. <laughs> First, you want to kiss me. Now you want to kill me. That's right. Blow. Blow. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
He's just the man. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But this series, uh, I some may say or some may disagree, but I feel like they've captured a nice tone that fits directly in with uh, the 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 series overall, and they've introduced some new characters that interact well with Ash. And it's just fun. It's just fun to see an older Ash that is feeling the effects of time. Right. It's interesting because I don't feel like he's grown as a person. I don't think he ever will. <laughs> no. He's an aging Lothario. And it's just, it's Bruce Campbell. The, the way he delivers his lines, In a way, the one-liners. You could say he saved me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yes. dude. It's good. I've seen the first three episodes, and the third episode, they actually summon a demon to, in hopes that he can inform them as to how to undo um, everything that's been done so far, the unleashing nice. uh, of the deadites. And that was actually very – I really liked the way that was filmed and the way the demon uh, was – stuck within this circle mm-hmm. that you, if you didn't break the circle, he couldn't touch you. Really? But he's standing there talking with them. Everything else is fine, but he's quivering. Nice. And it's, it's, it's just the way that it's shot is just like, Oh, this is fine. It's fucking disturbing to look at, to, to think about. And, nice. uh, but no, I, I, it's already been picked up for a second season. Of course I'm, I'm, I'm not going to miss an episode. Because it's just right up my alley. Yeah. And there's this Bond has pussy galore. Ash versus Evil Dead has gore, gore galore. galore. And it's fantastic. Nice. So we should check it out, is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. I'll watch it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's on my list. It's got Xena in it. Lucy? Yes. Lucy Laws. Lucy Laws. And she is Ever since Spartacus, I cannot look at her the same way. <laughs> just can't do it. Ooh. <laughs> just can't do it. Did you did you lose respect for her? Or? Uh, her she there's like a character in every series that you just hate and that you just want and you feel you feel terrible like I wish this person would die like Andrea in The Walking Dead like somebody kill that bitch like, <laughs> please hurry God so that's <laughs> the way Lucy Lawless was for me in Spartacus I mean Xena is just can't be fun for sure we've said can't be fun a lot apparently but we like, that means she was doing her job sure. for her character oh I understand that I understand that they want you to hate that character and they're doing and they've done a good job when you're like oh my god I hope this person dies but yeah I, I'm excited to check that out it's on my list for sure the other thing I saw recently is within the past day or so, they released a video of Peter Jackson. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's kind of a look back at the production of The Hobbit. And he basically admitted that he had no fucking clue what they were doing. Pre-production, because Guillermo del Toro left during pre-production. Shame on him. Very much Shame on him. How many nerds did he crush with that decision? All of them. Exactly. All of them. Because when they, I remember when I heard that Guillermo was directing, I was like, oh, God, thank you. This is going to be great. Fan, it would be fantastic. Yeah. But basically, they didn't have, they, they didn't extend the pre production time. So 
he just went in. Got they, deadlines. Yeah. So there were script changes. There were costumes that there was no clear direction on mm. those. Uh, story, storyboards weren't getting done. There were times when they, right before they said action, he had no idea what the blocking was. Yeah, he changed between takes. Like, we can't use any of those first 30 takes we took because we're changing the blocking. And there were fight scenes where they didn't storyboard it out. And he'd send everybody on lunch break just so he could have some quiet time. Right. So he could kind of like clear his mind and think about, okay, well, what do we, uh, I can only imagine he was like, okay, uh, what do we do during Lord of the Rings? Uh, right. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Because in Lord of the Rings, they had everything done three years, some it, of it, before they shot the films. It, it made me feel bad for Jackson. I mean, as bad as you can feel for someone who's in the movie industry, living a dream, making millions of dollars, right. doing something that is fun, and but it's work. It's a lot of work. It's a tremendous amount of work. And just the look on his face during these times, he looked like a... He looked it, ill. It, it, he looked like... Before he went to set, it he looked like someone ran over his dog. Yeah, every day for a year. And can you imagine <laughs> the pressure that you feel because of the success of Lord of the Rings? How many, how many, how many hundreds it, of, how many thousands of people? Millions, millions of people are expecting this movie to be great. How could you not feel that pressure? Well, not only that, but how about the thousands of people that actually are being employed? Oh, yeah. And reliant on you as a director for them to actually do a good job, know what they need to do. And so he had people coming up to him all the time asking, well, what about this? What are we going to do this this way? What what, what am I supposed to do here? And he, since he had no plan, he'd have to tell them best he could, which means he had no time to actually then figure that shit out. Right. Uh, and, and they finally figured out at some point there's a big battle scene that they needed to do. I think it was for the five right. battle of the five armies. They just, we, we got to take a year break. Have to. And that really, I think saved me. If it had been any other filmmaker, if it had been, see, he had already had 25 years of filmmaking under his belt. He made Lord of the Rings. Of the so Rings, the, yeah. the, the world was not foreign lost him, yeah. and foreign to him. I think if it had been anybody else, they would have sunk. Yeah, because and it, it it wasn't doing him any favors. Those movies, those movies. I'm not saying that I don't like them, but they could have been better. They weren't up to the standard that had been set with Lord a, of the Rings. A lot of people say they're garbage. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go that far, but they're not up to the Lord of the Rings standard. And I think if Guillermo had stuck all the way through, or if Peter Jackson had, if if anybody had just gone all the way through, they'd be so much better. Absolutely. So I felt for him. I do too. I hope they remake him. I'll make sure I put the link for the video. You should, yeah. In the, uh, did you say you hope they remake him? Yeah. Is that what you, it was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put the link. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) God. Why would you, I hope they remake him and make him twice as long. That's right. I I want want six movies. That's right. I want an eight hour film just for chapters one through 12. Oh my God. Real time. So that's what I've been looking at. Like, nice. anything, do you have anything else? You said, what have you been listening to? Do you want uh, to talk about that? No. Okay, cool. But we need to get on Jessica Jones and Man and I Castle. That yeah. stuff just dropped November yeah. 20th. 
And I think we're so, both agreed that we're going to do Man in the High Castle. First. I think it's a no-brainer. I think I need to see Man in the High Castle first. Well, because we've already seen the pilot for that. That's true. And our, so our appetite has been whetted. Yeah, and we've been waiting a year because I remember we watched it last year and we were both like, oh, my God, I hope this is one that they pick and up. And it did get picked yeah. up. Yeah. I'm excited. And I'm excited. It's the only reason I have Amazon Prime. Is and it? I told you that. It's the only reason I kept it. Really? Yeah, I don't buy enough shit online. Well, Christmas is coming up. Yeah, I, I'm not afraid to go to a store. But but all the things that I want are on Amazon. No, all of mine in in a never mind. <laughs> they have they have that. They're not. It's not in the search. You yeah. have to know how to find it. But yeah. they have all those things. Yeah, I know. You just don't have to. And I don't want that <laughs> delivered. I'm not gonna pay money for that. It comes in a brown paper bag. I'm not gonna pay money for that. You can get it free. Oh. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. Okay. So. Yeah, Man in High Castle and Jessica Jones are going to be good. I've heard good things about both of them. So already, yeah, I'm sure people have already binged them both. Oh, how do you do that? You don't have you take you don't have a off. job. Well, or you just took a Friday off. Is that going to be more become more commonplace as as series drops? All episodes are available on whatever date. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. That'd be funny. How many people take off on those days? See, the people I work with, none of them even know. Well, you wouldn't have to take a day off because you just watch it at work. I didn't watch any of it today at work. You so, wanted, you wanted to? Oh yeah, I wanted to. I had my phone ready. I was like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I had, I actually had work to do. I had some deadlines to meet. It's coming up on year end, so busy. Would you say that you binge watched all of Jessica Jones at work next week? Would be taking binging to the nth degree it would be because if you're gonna do anything you might as well do it to the nth degree 